I've got a lot of questions for Sophia, including whether or not the AmFam DJ, AmFam Field DJ, played this walk-up music when they celebrated her birthday up on the scoreboard. But we'll get to that question and more now as she joins us from the Milwaukee Brewers and Valley Sports Wisconsin. It is our friend Sophia Minert making her fortnightly appearance on Wilde and Tash. Sophia, how are you today? It looks like we have lost Sophia. I'll see if we can get in touch with her quickly again. That's weird. This is a great song. It is a great song. One of my faves. I'm not going to say anything negative about losing the call with one of our favorite guests. I feel like I've been pigeonholed as being very negative today. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not like there's any evidence to suggest that Jason might be a little bit negative. Really, you know, slanderous accusations on my part. That Just because I'm not comfortable with ice cream truck drivers, I feel like that was the beginning of the end for me today. Yeah, it was. It really was. And admitting that I haven't seen uh, the entirety of Happy Gilmore nor Con Air. And I, yeah. my life is less fulfilled because of it. No doubt about it. Well, Jesse? That, now the number that I've dialed is no longer in service. Oh, that's Do we think Wait. Sophia didn't pay her cell phone bill? Uh, <laughs> seems incredibly unlikely. Seems incredibly she seems very responsible, I, I right? I think Sophia Minner just vanished from planet Earth into thin air. Oh, oh Jason. Now who's being negative? Jason, come on. Ah, she's Jason in the back Jr. of an ice cream truck, huh? Jason Jr. over in Madison. Come on. The negativity right. is spreading. <sighs> Much like hepatitis. Come on. At the Taco Bell. Come on. It was just a scare. It was just a scare. I never actually developed it. All right, so we will try to reconnect with Sophia if she still has a cell phone. <laughs> Fingers crossed. All right, Jesse, do you have Sophia, and did you misdial that you got a doo-doo-doo? This number is not in service. Or do we think she's calling you now from some sort of, like, phone booth outside of AmFam Field? All right, here we go. Let's try this again. <laughs> she's on the dugout phone. <laughs> Get Vaughn up. <laughs> it is Sophia Minner on Wilde and Tausch. Sophia, hi. Hi, guys. Good morning. Technical difficulties aside, it's great to uh, be on with you guys. Jesse claims that when he called you back after losing you, that he got a message saying that your number was no longer in service. Uh, is everything okay with your payment plan <laughs> with your provider? Um, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I, I don't really know what happened. <laughs> so one of the things we're looking at today is Jason as a worrier. He's always worried. And legitimately over the weekend, I was worried about you. Because you had oh. a four-hour and 45-minute game in a four-hour and 44-minute game. I think those are the official times. 
Um, what's the snack situation in your little dugout? Like, how are you getting through <laughs> four hours and 45 minutes? Because I would need multiple snacks. Um, honestly, the, the challenge is more hydrating because, you know, it was really hot and humid and steamy um, with the, the roof closed and the panels closed. Sure. Um, and, you know, when it, when it gets into inning, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, where we ended up on Friday night of the team's longest game of the season, um, you know, you're, you're trying to hydrate, you're definitely have some snacks going. Um, and, you know, but then it's also in those late innings, you can't get up and leave because it could end at any moment. So, um, yeah, the snacks, the snacks and the hydrating, very important. I usually have like three drinks going at a time. It's, it's kind of a bad situation. That's a lot. That's like a, that's a brunch situation for me. Like, I, brunch yeah, is not a brunch unless you have three different. Time. Wow. Wow. A lot of variety. All right. Uh, yeah, so f- I, I'm, I like, you know, we, Eric, as you know, it's like we're pretty much always going to have a coffee. Yep. Um, I always like to have like a green juice, try to get one of those in a day. Water, of course, maybe a sparkling water. Um, wow. I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's a, an occasional Coke here and there. I mean, it just, just depends on the day, you know, what we need that day. All right, Sophia, uh, this has not been my best show today. Apparently, I've been very negative uh, for uh, having concerns about what kind of folks own an ice cream truck and other issues that I brought up today. I'm not proud of it, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on brand because now listening to you talk about this scenario, we know how good you are at your job. You know, you're multilingual. You can do interviews in a variety of languages. You are an excellent reporter. I do have to wonder now, though, if you have that many drinks going and you don't have the freedom to leave in case the game ends or they're going to come to you late in the game or extra innings, what's your peeing situation then? <laughs> Jason. Um, oh, it's not great. It's not, it's <laughs> not great. But um, I will say that once I wrap up, like once the game is over and once I do the hopefully a walk-off interview at that point, um, I'm normally first in line to go to the bathroom, and I hopefully have enough time to do that before Craig Council comes out for his post-game stuff and before we get into the clubhouse. So it's a very uh, well-timed operation. Valid question, you two knuckleheads. That I, look, if I was in that scenario, and I'm, you know, I'm a little bit older, and maybe my plumbing <laughs> requires me to go more frequently, but that's Whoa, a concern for Nelly. me. <laughs> it's a valid question. It's a valid question. That's fair. Thank that's you. Fair. I, I, I guess what? People pee. Breaking news. Uh, much like it's the true. Packers yeah. Yeah. signing their guys to extensions. Uh, because we're asking such pertinent questions. Where do you stand on the Choco Taco? Oh yeah. Um, Ooh, that's not a good sign. That's not that's not her ice cream truck order. That's clearly not her ice cream truck order. Clearly not. That pause. Yeah. Maybe a hot take. You guys, I'm indifferent about it. I know for some people this is really devastating. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm very indifferent about it. My life is not really that affected by the demise of the Chicago Taco. Uh, so it sounds like uh, Jesse requested Optimus Prime's ants earlier in the show, <laughs> and apparently Sophia Minert is Aunt Sophia. <laughs> 
to Optimus Prime. She was in the middle of a great answer that I agreed with 100% of the way, though. I may or may not have disconnected the phone line. You just didn't like her chocolate yeah, taco some heresy like that? Take, so no. you dumped oh, her. We got her again. I think, I think we broke through. Get her through. out of here. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still here. Um, it, just, it does. It feels like a PR scheme a little bit, right? It feels like it could kind of be trending that way. Ooh, I would love that. If we're actually going to save the... Ch- this is the ploy to save the oh, Choco Taco. I'm into it. It's Absolutely. a hoax? I'm into oh. it. Even this is a hoax? I like where your head's at. I'm with you, Sophia. Let's do it. Yes. Perfect. All right. Wait a minute now, because now... That sounds to me like she is accusing the Choco Taco people of manipulating us, which would fall under the category of a negative idea, and Whoa. it wasn't from me. If you're manipulating the world for good, is it actually a bad idea? Is it actually negative? I don't want to be manipulated <laughs> by the Choco, Big Choco Taco. So what's your ice cream truck order, Sophia? As as an ice cream truck was rolling through Madison, I think that's right. Uh, yeah, what- Madison, good call. Uh, what, um, what were you get? What were you getting? I I'm I'm a traditional uh, drumstick kind of girl. Mm. I like I like just the traditional drumstick. I I didn't really do a lot of the fruity ones. Yeah. yeah I, earlier I said my ice cream truck would be Choco Tacos and Bomb Pops. Those would be the only two things you need. Just okay, one fruity yeah, option, sure. one chocolate option. Good thing you weren't driving yeah, through Sophia's neighborhood then, because she yeah. wouldn't have had anything to order. I mean, a Choco Taco is an upgrade over a drumstick. So, I mean, she would have had something to order. But the drumstick is easier to eat than the Choco Taco, in my opinion. That's what people say. That's what people say. But not you. Not uh, so, Sophia, we've we've had a lot of hard-hitting questions, but let's talk a little bit about the Brewers because of the strong post-All-Star break start that they've had. How do you feel about where this team is trending? And how, Did you get some rest during the All-Star break? Do you feel refreshed, too? Are you doing better interviews and better reports along with them playing well? <laughs> um, I wish I could say that, yeah, my performance has gone up. I'm not sure it has, but... Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how baseball is, right? You have four days off, everyone comes in, like, refreshed and ready to go, and then you get a 13-inning game. So that's, that's just kind of how the baseball season goes sometimes. But, um, yeah, I do think, look, I think they set themselves up for the second half that they want. You know, they, um, they had to weather a lot of injuries, um, and despite all of that, and despite not having their regular lineup together for the regular for the majority of the season, um, you know they emerged through all of that with you know being seven games above 500. They were first place in the division. Um, you feel like they're trending to getting healthier. You know, hopefully Freddie Peralta can come back in the next couple weeks. Adrian Hauser will be just behind him. They've got their position player group relatively healthy now um with the exception of jace peterson so i think i think they kind of did everything they had to do in the first half to to set themselves up for what they want to do in the second half um you know obviously the postseason is the goal and the trade deadline is going to be next tuesday so we'll see what what moves are made in the next couple of days i think we're all anticipating there will be some activity um and they'll add somewhere so I think, you know, all things considered of, of everything that they had to weather in the first half, um, they're, they're in good shape. Um, and, and I think there's, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic for what the second half could look like. 
I'm curious, just looking at the offense coming out of the break, it's a six, it's a nine, and it's a ten. Obviously a zero last night, but where are they at and how do they feel about their offense and where it is? You mentioned the trade deadline. I know there's plenty of people that are hoping they go out and get a bat. Just where do you feel like, as a team, they feel like their offense is right now? Yeah, I think, look, there there have definitely been ups and downs offensively. This is a team that is capable of putting up a lot of runs. We've seen that. Um, and I think, you know, they, the positive things for them are they, they draw a lot of walks. They hit a lot of home runs. They're second in the National League in homers. Um, they are really good in late innings. Uh, they have 24 come from behind wins. A lot of that is also due to their great bullpen, as we know. Um, and they've just been very resilient. Um, I think when you look at the lineup, you know, they just they don't have a single player who is having an elite or a monster offensive season, right? I think they're all kind of just, you know, they're, they're, they've all kind of individually had their ups and downs, and they're all having, you know, average of offensive seasons. But you don't have that one guy that is having a monster season that's, like, really carrying the offense. It's been different guys at times during the season. Like, right now it's been Hunter Renfro um, with just the power that he's had to start the second half. Um, and so, again, I think that's a reason for optimism is, like, they haven't had that one guy really get hot for a sustained period yet. And I think any of them, quite frankly, are, are capable of that in the second half. Um, you know, and they've had, you know, they had kind of a, an assessment meeting, you know, coming out of the all-star break of, okay, you know, this is where we are. These are the things that we're good at. These are the areas that we need to improve. And the hitting coaches, Ozzy Timmons and Connor Dawson, presented them with, here are the previous four World Series winners. Here are their offensive numbers. If you want to ultimately be a contender and not just get into the postseason and win the World Series, which is the goal for this team, this is offensively what it has looked like in the past. And these are the areas that they're really good at. Um, This is how these teams have done it offensively. It can look different for every team. But I think it does give you some perspective of like, okay, these these are the areas where we really need to spend some extra attention, some extra focus individually, right? Are we preparing the right way? Um... So again, I think there's there's definitely reason for optimism there, considering kind of how they performed in the first half and and what that could look like in the second half. All right, Sophia. Last question before we let you go. Eric mentioned the 13 inning game um, and the lengthy games. I I will not bring up anyone's bathroom usage again, but I will ask you this: <laughs> Are you in favor, or do you think this is a silly, silly idea? the idea of settling ties with home run derbies. I know they talked about that would have been the case in the all-star game. Um, I can't imagine you would ever end the games that actually count in the standings that way. But what did you think of that idea when it was floated out there? I think think for the all-star game, it's kind of fun. Um, I think, you know, I mean, I I think for the fans, like the home run derby is, is just as much, if not more, of an event than the actual All-Star game for fans. And and quite frankly, for the players that are in it, too, I think the players love the Home Run Derby just as much, you know, just watching these guys compete. Um, so I thought it was kind of fun for the All-Star game. Um, it would have been fun to see it play out and just kind of see what that looks like. But I, I just don't foresee that ever happening in a regular season game. I just don't think that's feasible or realistic and um that's a lot to put on a player i mean i I, 
I think we talked about this uh, leading up to All-Star Game. Is I don't think people realize how, like, physically taxing the home run derby is, um, it, especially if you're doing it a couple rounds. It's, it's really physically draining. So um, I just I don't foresee that ever happening in the regular season. All right, it sounds like you are on the verge of sounding like Optimus Prime's aunt again, so I hope you can get things straightened out with your cellular carrier. We always <laughs> love talking to you. We will talk to you in a couple weeks. Thanks, Sophia. All right, thanks, guys. Have a great day. Jesse, that's almost as if you got that on demand. Yep. Like you said you wanted to hear it, and then there the big cellular delivered it for you <laughs> via Sophia's phone. Optimus Prime with Aunt May guiding him through his superhero life. Yep. Hey, if we just book Sophia another gig, I think that's great. I think that's great. She I, she sounded great as on a, like Optimus Prime's aunt. Like totally fine. Anti Optimus. Uh, we will do a little Whoa Nelly next. It's Wildey and Tausch.